are vulnerable road users. For many years, Digby Brown has been helping injured cyclists who, through no fault of their own, haven't been given adequate room or simply not seen. If commuting on your bike matters to you, it matters to Digby Brown. Changes are underway across Glasgow. To help suppress COVID-19, we're making it easier to keep your distance when out walking, wheeling and cycling. We're widening footways so there's more space to move around and access shops, community facilities and public transport hubs. Extra cycle lanes will also make active travel more appealing for everyday journeys. These temporary measures will help make spaces for people as restrictions remain in place. Find out more at glasgow.gov.uk slash spaces for people. Make every birthday a Moonpig birthday. <clears throat> Happy Moonpig to Mum. Happy Moonpig to Kyle. Happy Moonpig, dear Shruti. And Chris and Chelsea. Oh, and my brother's girlfriend, Amy, who I really want to be friends with. Happy Moonpig to you. It's never been easier to send birthday wishes to everyone you know. Download our app today. Moonpig.com The quality is clear. Clearwater Kitchens and Bathrooms is now reopened for one-to-one consultations. Browse brand new displays and countless combinations to find your perfect kitchen or bathroom. Then our digital design service will bring your room to life right here in the showroom. Customer safety is paramount and safe social distancing measures are in place. The quality is clear. Clearwater Kitchens and Bathrooms. Book an appointment at our Copebridge showroom. Visit clearwaterkb.com. Philip Schofield here. Did you know that webuyanycar.com buy vans as well as cars? Small vans, large vans, even extra large vans. Vans, vans, vans. You name it, they buy it. And just like with cars, you could find out how much your van's worth in under 60 seconds. Then you can get back to whatever you were doing, like driving your van. To find out how much your van's worth in 60 seconds, enter your reg number now at webuyanyvan.com. For more information, see webuyanyvan.com slash info. If you like super low prices, then you might like Aldi's amazing Super 6. Butternut squash and tender stem broccoli, mange too, chestnut mushrooms and chantonet carrots, just 69p each. Savoy cabbage, just 39p. Delicious fruit and veg at deliciously low prices. In store now. There's lots to like about Aldi. Products and prices may vary. Centenoc Centre welcomes you back this autumn. Hamleys and the food court is back open. Shop safe, shop Centenoc. Play Clyde One on your smart speaker, mobile, and your radio across Glasgow and the West. This, this is Clyde One. Scotland's biggest teaching union says we should be told what it would take for schools to be closed again. The EIS says parents, pupils and teachers should be given as much notice as possible. Larry Flanagan's its general secretary. We don't want a a last minute switch with the potential confusion that will cause. We put that to the First Minister at today's coronavirus briefing. The tears level I hope will bring some some greater clarity but because of the nature of what we're dealing with here I, I don't think I would be doing anybody a service to say that you ever will get to a point where it is absolutely hard and fast definitive that if you've got X number of cases in this area, Y happens. Nicola Sturgeon also says a circuit breaker lockdown across Scotland's not being ruled out as a similar measures brought in in Wales. From Friday, all non-essential businesses there will shut for 17 days. The Welsh First Minister Mark Drakeford announced the restrictions earlier. Everyone will be required to stay at home, working from home wherever possible. 
the only exceptions, will be critical workers and jobs where working from home is simply not possible. Next, a £10,000 rewards being offered for information about a spate of deliberate fires in Greenock. Police are investigating five blazes in the area last month, which they say are likely to be linked. A man died and a woman was left seriously injured. Crime Stoppers are putting up the money in a bid to help officers with their inquiries. Former Blue Peter presenter John Leslie has been cleared of groping a woman at a Christmas party in London in 2008. Jurors took 23 minutes to reach their verdict after a week-long trial. Now, the collapsed regional airline Flybe could be flying again by early next year. It's being brought out of administration by a shareholder who'll focus on a small number of profitable flights. Rival Loganair, which is based at Glasgow Airport, took over many of the airline's routes earlier this year. And China has overtaken the US to become the world's biggest film box office. It's thought to be because cinemas there are still open despite the pandemic. Take us with you and catch up with the shows you missed. Download the Clyde One app from the App Store. Staying cloudy this evening with some more heavy rain. It should clear up a bit overnight though with a low of 9 degrees. That's the latest. I'm Selena Jackson. 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers strike the first big blow in the title race with a 2-0 win at Celtic Park. Stephen Gerrard insists no one is getting carried away while Neil Lennon says his men ran out of ideas and Kilmarnock and St Johnston were the other top flight winners on the weekend. We welcomed back the lower leagues. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens. One leading bookmaking firm has already installed Rangers as favourites to win the title and stop 10 in a row. So the question is Was Saturday's win over Celtic A watershed moment Or was it a bad day at the office For Neil Lennon's team We'll know the answer Sooner rather than later Because there are difficult games Coming thick and fast for Celtic Domestically and in Europe The game has now officially reached Fever pitch And Alex The temperature won't be dropping Any time soon Yeah absolutely Commander win over Livy Takes them into the top five years And Johnson see off Aki's in an eight goal Thriller Ross County and Hibs United and Dons draw a blank but the big talking point will be Rangers comfortable win over Celtic in the East End plenty to discuss now these are the strangest of strange times I am self-isolating at home which means you two have been left to your own devices in the studio can you be trusted dumb and dumber strike again I'll let you know when the teaser comes along my real worry is that something goes wrong with the technology, Hugh, and you have to pick up the baton on that front. That's when these strange times become disastrous times. Well, you see, I brought in a torch and my tool belt. So, <laughs> thank God you mentioned belt there. <laughs> I, I'm missing you already. Honestly, four minutes in, I am truly missing you already. But but we are together uh, thanks to the wonders of modern technology. And you can join us. Uh, I won't give you my house number. It's better if you just stick to the main number 01419511025. Or, of course, you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, it is a Monday night as always, which means you two get put on the spot right away. Give me, first of all, Hugh Keevens, your result of the weekend. Well, I'm going for Hamilton Aki's three, St Johnston five, eight goal thriller in Lanarkshire. If you're going to go off the bottom of the table as St Johnston did, score five away from home. Well done then. 
Yeah, I'm going to go for a Rangers win at Parkhead just because of the significance. Uh, first time in 25 years, back-to-back wins. Hugh, for me, it was an easy decision. Mm. Goal of the weekend, Hugh Keevans. Decent, decent uh, short list to choose from, may yeah. I suggest. Uh, in fact, I can tell you in advance, we've both gone for the same guy who got two goals. I am going for the Craig Conway goal for St Johnston that came from a terrific counter-attack Witherspoon puts the ball to Stevie May Stevie May quickly cuts it across the face of goal And Craig Conway sticks it in the net Yeah I'm going for uh, Conway's second goal Gordon which was a free kick Edge of the box And he's just absolutely rattled it into the top corner That was a brilliant strike Okay won't argue too much with those I'll tell you what though You had a few contenders for these over the weekends Your howler of the weekend Now remember that can apply to anything It could be a sitter It could be a goalkeeping mistake A referee Who's made an error Anything you want What's your howler of the weekend Hugh? I'm going for the referee Alan Muir The goalless draw Between Dundee United And Aberdeen at Tannadice Lauren Shanklin's handball It is the most blatant Penalty kick you'll see This season Not given And at the end of the day These things count Because it's a, The loss of two points For Aberdeen That they should not have lost Haven't seen it again Last night Hugh Do you have any sympathy With Alan Muir Because the United player Kind of crosses his path? I can see that that might have been a distraction But Lawrence Shanklin changes the whole shape of his body In order to Palm the ball away So Alan Give yourself a shake I'm going to go for Elenousi's miss Because of the timing of it all A player of his ability to not even work The goalkeeper uh, And obviously the, 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 As I said leading up to that half time It would have been a perfect uh, way to equalise Gordon Absolutely right. 01419511025 to join in on the phones. I suspect it might be a little busy. There was quite a big game in the East End of Glasgow at the weekend, in case you hadn't heard. So don't hang about. Get all your thoughts in, whether you're a happy Rangers fan or a frustrated Celtic fan. Let's hear from you and tell us what you made of the game and perhaps what it means for the big picture. It was a goal in each half from Connor Goldson to give Rangers the three points. It moves them four clear of Celtic, although Neil Lennon's side do have a game in hand. We've got quite a lot to get through over the next two hours, Hugh, but give us your your general overview, your general thoughts after the game. Uh, I think Rangers were deserved winners um, and I think it was a big day in the progress of the title race because it put Rangers four points clear. It negated Celtic's game in hand. Even if they beat Aberdeen, they would still be behind Rangers. Uh, I think there are suggestions from the Rangers side that... Stevie Gerrard has Neil Lennon in terms of the, the tactical approach to the game. That remains to be seen. But I've always said, Gordon, that I believe the four games between Celtic and Rangers this season will determine the outcome of the championship. Therefore, for me, Rangers have got a quarter of the championship now. And it's for Celtic to contest the next three games against Rangers to disprove my theory. I thought that Rangers were extremely comfortable throughout the game, Gordon. And um, I think tactically, I, I mentioned at the start of the show on Saturday, I felt as if Celtic should have went to a back four uh, and get an extra body forward, uh, probably Turnbull. And they just never got to grips with the Rangers. I think the, the first half was relatively even, but I always felt that Rangers, when control dropped off deep, allowed Celtic to come on and look to counter-attack uh, through uh, Kent and... Uh, uh, Barker on the right hand side Morelos leading uh, the, the, the focal point So I think this is comfortable A performance you'll see For Rangers away from home In a long time 
OK, just before we get your thoughts on the phone then, let's hear from the manager, starting with the winning boss, Stephen Gerrard. He says they were mature and professional throughout the win on Saturday. Despite the victory, though, Gerrard admits they weren't at their best. I'm, I'm extremely happy with the outcome. Uh, fantastic results. Uh, three important points to what we've come for. We give the players a, a game plan in a short space of time. Um, it wasn't too much different to what we've been doing against this type of opposition. We were good. Um, but the players have gone out and carried it out. A mature performance, a professional performance. We've been, you know, relatively quiet throughout the 90 minutes, con- considering what you normally face here. So um, the players deserve credit for the three points, for the result and the performance. I don't think we were at our fluent best, but we were really mature, professional, and controlled in what we did today. I don't think you'd ever expect a straightforward game coming here. You know, Celtic have threw everything at us today. There'll be talk about people being missing, but. We had Kemar Roof sitting in the house, we couldn't start Joe Aribo today. You know, we've got our own issues ourselves, we've had issues for five, six weeks. But, you know, Celtic are throwing quality players at us all the way through the game. Turnbull, three and a half million. Kamala, three and a half million. Ajeti, five million. Keepers were five million. So we haven't played uh, a Celtic team with issues today. We've played a strong Celtic team, we've beat a strong Celtic team. So that's the verdict here of Stephen Gerrard. What about Neil Lennon? He says they didn't defend well enough and ran out of ideas. He says it is still early in the campaign and they'll ignore any outside noise surrounding the result. Well, we give away poor goals, you know, and that's in essence the, the game in a nutshell. Poor, really poor from a set play early on in the game and uh, so bitterly disappointed with that. And then we, we did OK, you know, and we missed a great chance to equalise. And I thought we deserved to come in at least level at half-time. Second goal's really poor, you know, second phase from a corner we haven't dealt with and, um, you know, once one we didn't stop the cross and two we didn't get first contact and I, f- I felt that was the difference between the two teams, I thought Rangers defended crosses and defended the box better than us. I mean, there's nothing you can do about players who aren't available, but, um, yeah, I thought we, we ran out of ideas second half, you know, with subs didn't really, you can see they're not fit enough and didn't have the impact that we were looking for but we really needed a, a spark in the second half it'll, it'll give Rangers a lift obviously but it's, it's early in the season one thing you can't do is listen to all the noise I'd say we just have to get our players back get them fit you know, hopefully Ryan might be available for Thursday um, and we'll see how Odson is this week um, and that'll sort of bolster the squad with um, you know sprinkling of attack and intent because we slacked that a little bit today OK, 01419511025, Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard in the aftermath of an old firm game is one of the places to be. So let's get stuck right in with Frank, who's a Celtic fan in Kilmarnock. You've had a couple of days to calm down, Frank. What do you make of it? Um, calm down's the right word, um, Gordon. Evening to yourself, Gordon. Uh, Alex, sorry. And, Hi, uh, you hope you're all well. Um, yeah, 48 hours on. Um, still as low as what I felt on Saturday. Um I was saying to the producer there that I think probably Celtic fans just now are probably split into 50-50 camp. And it's not about the manager here, so just let me say that. I think 50% of them are deflecting Saturday, saying the amount of injuries and troubles within the club and COVID and all that affected the result and are looking at the bigger picture. But to me, it's what, what I'm phoning up about. To me, it is the bigger picture. Saturday... It's not just a one-off, unfortunately. It's the last three games against Rangers. We have been the second best team. Uh, I'm big enough to admit it. Um, I think, actually, if I look at Rangers over the last three games, I think Saturday was probably the least effective performance in terms of their batteries, but they didn't get out of second gear, as far as I'm concerned. And that's the worry. 
And Celtic just looked dejective ideas, inspiration. Um, I don't know. It just it was missing. No shots and targets. As a Celtic fan, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, but in a way, I've seen it coming, guys, and that's why I'm phoning on top of the bigger picture. This season, Celtic have been flat. We have stumbled to victories at McDermott Park, at um, St Martin Park. We get a draw at um, Kilmarnock. We get knocked out a fair in Varys. Celtic this season, just there's something missing, and that's my worry. So when we seen the team sheet, uh, depending whether you've seen it at 11 o'clock the night before via the leak, or you've seen it at 11 o'clock in the morning via the official format, um, there's stuff going on, and I'm worried what's going on at Celtic. Um and I think that three five two, I think Alec hit the nail on the head, the three five two has just not worked. Um we've brought in an Irish international in Duffy, who looks a yard off the pace. We're trying to fit square pegs into round holes. You look at Ellie Nussi, um the guy's a sixteen million pound player in the first half of last season, looks sensational. But he's he's lost up front playing in a role he's not comfortable in. And I think on Saturday Rangers tactically got it bang on. Um, I think if Celtic they went four five one up against it, we'd have matched them. And I think Alec hit many on the head as well. If you've got hypothetically in the right, the right, even Welsh as a young lad coming in, Welsh in the right with Frank Pong filler up, it gives you double barreled in the right hand side. And on the left, if you'd have had um Waxall and El Yanusi on the left, I think Celtic would have been far more creative. And I agree as well, I'd had Dumbo on that team and Sham has been a passenger. He's a guy who's fought for a jersey and he's been an absolute and utter passenger all season. And listen, Celtic fans might be in denial out there. I know we've done nine in a row, we've won 11 trophies and a trot. This is now a massive, serious threat. And it's about time. Hopefully the club unite, get together. It's early stages, that's the one thing that's in Celtic's favour. We can turn it around, we're proven winners. But to me, the bigger picture's worrying. Well, I applaud you, Frank, uh, for having the honesty to come on because uh, you, a lot of your fellow Celtic supporters do like to deflect. Um, you've covered an awful lot of ground there. El Yunusi, I thought that he looked at the rabbit caught in the headlights and I thought that was reflected in the, the, the way he missed the chance that fell to him. Uh, he has been a shadow of the player who was at Celtic the first time around In Sham, no longer merits a start So far as I'm concerned uh, The goalkeeper doesn't look uh, up to the job either the, His performance at the first goal was very poor um, And you're right, there ought to be a genuine concern amongst the Celtic supporters as I said at the start of the programme, one leading bookmaking firm has now installed Rangers as favourites for the title. You would be practising self-delusion if you denied that that was a possibility. Um, Neil Lennon has described performances this season as being brilliant and peerless and so on and so forth. But he's been dressing it up. He's been describing black as white. Uh, and that the theory among the Celtic supporters was Getting the job done is all that matters. Well, you've mentioned a catalogue of games, Frank, where Celtic have got the job done. A Yeti at Dundee United, the St Mirren game, the St Johnston game. But it was papering over cracks. And now, Alec, I think Saturday did not leave any room for papering over the cracks. Alex Ray, what are we seeing with regards to the tactical battle between the sides, yeah. as was just mentioned on the line? Because... 
this is starting to seem to some fans like Frank and, and some people viewing it from outside like a little bit of a recurring theme because that's Rangers now won the last two meetings in a row, both at Celtic Park. The one before that was, of course, the, the Celtic victory in the League Cup. But on that day, Rangers outperformed Celtic again. Um, you're going back again. OK, Celtic won the one previous to that and then the one before that at the, the end of the the, the, the the season before. Rangers again won 2-0. So actually... You're struggling to find the last, or you're struggling to find too many examples recently yeah. of Celtic actually outplaying Rangers. What about the way the sides are set up? Does Steven Gerrard have the the tactical upper hand in these meetings at the moment? It looks that way, Gordon, because of the amount of territory they have. It doesn't matter whether it's at Ibrox or uh, you mentioned uh, Hamden as well. They obviously Parkhead have won the last couple of encounters as well, and he seems to have the mark. I think going back to the weekend, I think there was five deputants for for Celtic, but. As I said, I thought the back four would have been more suited to the way they played because they're familiar. They've, they've played that way as well under Brendan Rodgers and under Neil. So to put the boy Welsh in there, and I didn't think he'd done anything wrong, Gordon. I thought he'd done okay, but it would be more important to try and get players in the the, the forward areas, particularly on the right hand side, to stop Barisic from coming down the left side and Tavernier coming down the other side with Elanusi out there because they had the freedom at times. And you're asking your wing-backs to then engage, which was Laxalt and uh, Young Frimpong. And by the time they got there, Celtic were going to get stretched. And they just seem as if... I, I actually think now there's a real belief with the Rangers players. If we go back about three or four years ago, it was fours and fives. And it was it was overwhelming for a lot of these players to cope and believe that they could actually get it. I look at this Rangers team now, and, and I think one of the factors is, Gordon, that this group of Rangers players are playing a particular style week in week out doesn't really change whether you bring in uh, subs or anything like that and they are playing and they're very much on the front foot at the moment and there's so much belief in that squad uh, Frank you make some good points pleasure to speak to you tonight that was Frank and Kilmarnock kicking things off still pretty disappointed after the weekend uh, let's speak to Paul and Crookston who I imagine is a bit happier after the weekend Paul well absolutely delighted Gordon delighted but not count my chickens it's the first old firm game of the season so plenty plenty of football still to be played but I think I just want to start the point off by saying you know um, Hugh said that, you know, well done to, to the previous caller Frank there for being honest maybe some of the next Celtic players and pundits could maybe take a wee leaf out of Frank's um, book by maybe having the same approach because from what I've been hearing and, and Alec on the panel will know who I'm talking about a particular person coming out with a statement saying they're with Rangers reserves. I mean, <laughs> really? I mean, is it to make headlines? I don't know, but... Paul, of course it is. It, Paul, the thing is, we know we all know who you're talking about. Don't give any credence. Uh, he's looking for clickbait. And for me, it's about overlooking that and, and, and focus on what's important uh, because he's not an important. He's not that important in the grand scale of things. Well, Chris... I love the, focus, the focus on this, Hugh. The focus on this stuff always... Uh, well, I was going to say it always surprises me. It never, it never surprises me. We, uh, we need to acknowledge sometimes that both things can be true. Yeah. Celtic clearly were under strength because Odson Edward, Ryan Christie would absolutely have started the game and they are among Celtic's best players. What you cannot do is then stretch that too far and make it an excuse. But yeah. those things are allowed to coexist. You're allowed yeah. to acknowledge that Celtic could have benefited from those guys at least being available. But let's be honest, no one knows what difference it would have made. So I, I sometimes feel like we get a little bit caught up in it. As long as Celtic players and Neil Lennon, etc. are not using it as the excuse, the sole reason they got beat, then surely we can discuss it in a, a fairly sensible manner. Well, Chris Sutton's not here to defend himself, point number one. 
But I, I will say this That everyone knows of course That Chris is one of the great Wind up merchants However he also has a newspaper column And he used that newspaper column This morning uh, To point out Just how bad things were For Celtic on Saturday So we'll leave Chris alone We'll get to the Players who did not play On Saturday James Forrest would never have played He's got a, a bad injury um, Edward well, how could he play after having uh, the test that he has had in the past fortnight? And also remember the form uh, that Edward had been displaying before we went into the international break. He was taken off after an hour at McDermott Park. Beaton, El Hamed and Julian, one of those three would have played. The other two would be highly unlikely to play from the start. And then we get to Christie. You have to remember that we are dealing with a pandemic that is extremely serious as and is on the rampage. So NHS Lodi and Health Board decided that according to their quarantine rules, Ryan Christie had to stay out for a certain length of time, which meant he could not take any part in the game. That was a frustration for Celtic because he's had three positive tests since he was required to miss the Scotland games. However, we have to adhere to pandemic protocols It's unfortunate for Celtic But there we are Having said that Stephen Gerrard was right to point out That this player cost 5 million And this player cost more than that That Celtic did not have Celtic reserves playing Celtic had a team A multi-million pound team With a multi-million pound bench They just played very poorly By the manager's own admission They ran out of ideas And again by the manager's own admission They lost Two very poor goals Uh, Paul, what pleased you most about your own team? Because here we are actually still talking about Celtic's absentees Which is the thing that you wanted to avoid in the first place So what pleased you most about Rangers' performance? Yeah, and listen, good points raised by Hugh and Alec and yourself But I I, I want to raise it because I don't want to take away the the, the work that Rangers have done with that I mean, that's a two-year process that Rangers went through and you know you can see that whole thing coming together and you can see it coming together in Europe I mean when was the last time would you have thought maybe four, four or five years what you'd have think you could see Rangers taking on likes of Galatasaray well, still a well established team in Europe putting them to bed well, some of the teams you could go through a whole list and now they're taking it forward domestically the, big, the proof in the pudding now I think is the next game that Rangers play after the old firm game because it's okay winning this game it's it's therefore it's taking it with your bed and butter I think it's lungs and I've got now right. so yeah. it's uh, it's breaking these teams down these teams that come and stick well as I've said I've been on the show before and said about this like putting 10 behind the ball I mean Celtic have to deal with that as well you know it's just part and parcel with domestic football and the dominance and whatever but if they can start to break these teams down and start to be consistent then I think yeah there's a there's a, there's a title race on, on the line here um, but I'm not coming on and I'm not going to come on here and say that's it, that's that's the season finished. I mean, as I said, there's over three quarters of the season or three quarters of the season left. So there's a lot of football still to be played. And, and to be honest, I mean, we're playing here with, with no fans in the stadium, so it's just sad to see, but I understand the whole yeah. reasons behind it. But how are Rangers going? I think the big test as well, when it starts to get to an itty-gritty stage and the fans start to come back, are Rangers playing well without? Is that a factor because there's no crowds here? I don't know of it, but... I hope when the cows do come back, they still can keep these performances up. But I'm, I'm on tonight just to say, no, well done to, to the team. I think yeah. brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I just think, it, no, I hope other people like Frank come on and just acknowledge that 
the better team won at the end of the day. You know, but listen, All right, Paul, thank you very much. That was Paul and Crookston. We better leave it there. Very, very late for the travel tonight. But the bigger picture, Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon talking about what this means. Is it a marker? Where do we go from here? We'll hear from both of them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. More than a million paid in compensation every week. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans are in the studio. I am unfortunately not with them. I am at home. I am isolating at the moment. Hugh Evans, you are half an hour in and you've not blown the place up yet. So things can only go downhill from here. Plenty of time for that. Good stuff. Glad you're being kept in check at the moment. It's 01419511025 in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, no shortage of talking points tonight, as you would expect. Get in touch. Let us know what you made of the game between Celtic and Rangers on Saturday. And you can tweet us as well. You'll find us over there at Clyde SSB. Let's go straight back to the lines, actually, before we do anything else. Uh, I think if we go to the lines, uh, we will find James, who's in Harrogate. Hi, James. Hi there. Hi. How would you sum up your emotion at full time on Saturday, James? Oh, I was devastated. Absolutely devastated. Do you know what? Me and the family, we all all phoned each other after the game. We've never even spoke to each other yet. I've never, I've, never, I've never spoke to my sisters, my brothers, nothing. So Celtic are driving a wedge between the family, is that what you're telling us? Yeah, well, I'm down in England, but my family's all up in Erskine, and, and I've never spoke to them. I'm just, so, I'm what, do you think, what do you think you will say when you eventually get in touch with them? How will you all look back uh, in the game? I'll be more or less to just say to them, well, if we win the game, it's only one point, one point behind. We're only one point behind, which, uh, well, I mean, there's still, there's still nine points to play against Rangers for a start. Uh, and, and they just seem to always slip up against the smaller teams. So it's, it's not over over yet. Uh, I know a lot of fans think, think, think it, thinks it's over, and that, but I don't think so. No one is suggesting, no one's suggesting that it's over. That, that That's not the issue here. And arithmetically, you are correct that if Celtic win their game, they are a point behind Rangers. However, your argument is loaded with supposition. If Celtic do this and if Celtic do that and if Rangers do the the other thing. Uh, We we can only deal with a game that you, by your own admission, James, found so disturbing, you were lost for words and couldn't contact your own family. You have to concentrate on the ramifications of that game. And the next league game being Aberdeen away at Pataudry. Uh And Celtic cannot afford to lose at Pataudry now, James. I'm sure you'd uh, recognise that. There is now no margin for error for Celtic after the weekend. Yeah, I'm glad it's Aberdeen. I honestly am. Because we've got a cracking record against uh, McInnes. I, I, I'm actually glad it's Aberdeen. I would rather it was Aberdeen than say Livingston away. That's the truth. Do you think that'll spark them into life then? Because obviously recent games, James, have been a wee bit flat. You look at somebody that's in Johnson a couple of weeks ago, Dundee United, a late uh, winner also. So are you kind of, where are you in the camp where in terms of their actually their performances? Because obviously they've done great in terms of winning, but the actual overall performances, do you think they can raise the game to go to Pataudry? Well, the charm needs to get dropped. His body language is terrible. Uh, I, I would also see McGregor. McGregor's regressed, honestly. I watched him for Scotland and I watched him for Selick. He's, he's, he's getting worse under Lennon. He's getting worse. See, when he was playing under Rodgers, he was dynamite. He's getting worse. And Brown, Brown, oh my God. 
I, I don't know what to say about Brown. Well, first of all, I think Brown was there because uh, of the game against St Johnston two weeks before where Celtic were headed towards a damaging draw and Brown was the fifth substitute brought on and he went round the team. He, for me, is the only natural leader of men at Celtic Park and they will find him a very difficult man to replace when retirement finally comes his way. He had nothing to contribute Pretty much against Rangers at the weekend uh, And it was a difficult day for him However, Brown was there for a reason To, to get everyone G'd up And it didn't work for him I think you're a bit harsh on Callum McGregor He had had international football uh, He has been an outstanding player for Celtic I do not believe that he has regressed under Neil Lennon Because bear in mind James That under Neil Lennon Since replacing Brendan Rodgers Neil Lennon has won Four competitions On the bounce With Callum McGregor There by his side Alex Let me put that point To you That was raised About Cham For instance And this idea of Of sort of Body language Not wanting to be there We didn't look up for it You keep hearing All these things How much of that is accurate how much of that comes down to to players not giving enough not wanting enough all these sort of old-fashioned cliches and how much of it feeds into what we spoke about in the first part about tactics and setup and confidence because i would imagine and this is where I'll, i'll rely on your knowledge of having played the game when you are in a system that you know is working for you and you're flying within that system yeah. that confidence then allows you to make it look like you're bang at it do those two go hand in hand? Yeah, absolutely When you're winning games, Gordon um, And you're winning comfortable I think when you go back to uh, The second part of last season uh, That they managed to play Then you're looking at Celtic They were free-flowing And I think it's a kind of Culmination of Celtic as a group That they've not got that same fluency And and Sham's very much part of that uh, He seems to be the guy That's getting the brunt of this We spoke to a, a caller After the game on Saturday and we asked, well, who actually did stand out? And he went, no one. So, you know, he will come in for criticism. He has played, I think, the best part of the last five or six games prior to that where Celtic have actually won the games. But I think there's a bigger, more underlying issue here. that They're not flowing. Uh, Neil Lennon will be trying to, again, get the personnel on the pitch. And that was going to be my question to James. Who do you change then to mix this up here? Because he's literally obliterated... Brown, McGregor and Sham there Who have been Sorrow cr- We need cr- to bring in Sorrow Well so th- th- That's my, my point Is it Sorrow Are you going to bring in yeah. Turnbull And do you do I, that I've against never, The European I've never seen Sorrow. Milan I've never seen him But we spent a lot of money on him Yeah but Celtic have spent a lot of money On the goalkeeper And they spent even more money Flying him back from Greece After the oh international Oh my god Oh my god What was that all about? What was what all about? Then he's, he's saved he's, 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 he's saved where he can He dies with his hands About Three inches away from his forehead Well that's why I say to you That uh, because you spent A lot of money on someone Doesn't mean to say You've got the goods On your hands uh, Ishmael Sorrow Not you James you? Not me Not Alec Ray Not Gordon Duncan None of us have any idea If Ishmael Sorrow Is any good or not Because James, he's been here For a long money. while And never had a chance to play James would you actually Mix it up at the week uh, and Against Milan then Because obviously Milan's come on the back Of a good uh, Milan derby Good result for them Would you mix that up Would you throw Sorrow Into a game like that Would you throw Turnbull in I, have to see him. I think we have to see him I think we have to see Turnbull I think we have to see Sorrow And uh, but, but see I, I, I had a phone call Thinking that there's, there's Problems in the dressing room 
There's well, problems at Celtic's dressing room. Well, you know, you... Mickey Johnson. Ever since Mickey Johnson, we've had the Julian, Edward, Christie, the charm. Everything, everything's good wrong. Well, when Neil Lennon came in after the Ferdinand Farros game to the press room and let rip on those he said didn't want to be at Celtic and uh, had not wanted to be at Celtic for the previous six months, then obviously it starts a whole guessing game and talk of the dressing room. Now, not you, James, nor I can can accurately speculate on the dressing room. However, Celtic's performances since the start of the season have not been up to their exceptional standards. And let's be honest, if you win 11 trophies in a row, your standards have been exceptional. But too many fans have settled for, we got the job done, instead of actually looking at what was happening on the park. Yeah, I don't know if time is going quicker when I'm at home here. I don't know if my clock is faster than yours, but the show is absolutely disappearing before us. So let me say thank you to James, and we'll quickly bring in Andrew in Uddingston. Andrew, as a Rangers fan, same question to you then as, as to James. What was your overriding emotion at full time? Uh, joyful, uh, very happy. It's been a long time coming. Uh, but the, 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 the Rangers don't seem to be getting the praise that I think they deserve. Uh, I've seen that the Celtic team are missing five players uh, who, who, don't get me wrong, they would normally start. But it's not just the last old firm game that that's happened. The last three old firm games that I feel Rangers have dominated, albeit the, the, the League Cup Celtic, Celtic win. But they've definitely not been a better team. No, no one, I don't think anyone is trying, Andrew, to detract from Rangers' performance. The old firm game follows a very, very simple pattern. When it's over, the one who has lost comes under immense strain and their supporters go for the jugular, whether it's the manager or individual players or the collective. The, the loser in that game tends to get more publicity than the winner. But no one is attempting to detract from Rangers' performance. Rangers, without being as good as they have been in other games this season, beat Celtic comfortably. That, for Celtic, is the biggest worry of all. Yeah, for Andrew, me how much of a marker... And sorry, no, Alex, sorry I'm just conscious of time. I want to put it back to Andrew in terms of this notion of, of markers, Andrew. How big a blow have Rangers just dealt in the title race for you? Very early in the season. I would like to get carried away and say that it's a big, a big bit, but it's still a long way to go. There's a lot of games to be played. And over the last couple of seasons, Rangers have shown... That it's not the old fun games that the league has come down to. It's, it's the games on the back of them. It's, it's the games in the back of the European games. This season, Rangers have been great. I mean, they were over in Holland and they came back and they got to third part and they scored five goals. It's last season, the season before. We would never have done that. Alex? Yeah, I think there's so many factors, Gordon, that uh, if you look at Rangers' performance at the weekend, I thought it was really comfortable. You know, most of the players did what they had to do. But I think across the 14 games in which they've played so far, I think it's 12 wins, 2 draws, a lot of clean sheets within that as well, which is obviously a bonus. Uh, going forward, you're going to have to contend with COVID, whether it hits you badly over the over the period. Uh, you know, it's obviously contracting, it's bad, but uh, impacting the team. The injury situation as well, Gordon. And then you have to deal with uh, the Europa League campaign. But ultimately, you have to try and find a win, winning formula, as Andrew says. About your bread and butter That starts this weekend On the back of travelling to Belgium 
it will be coming thick and fast, Gordon. And uh, you know they have to stand up to that challenge if they're going to win the, the title. Okay. Well, in terms of what happens next between now and May, well, we certainly hope it's May. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon on that topic coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. If we've learned one thing this year, it's to listen to the experts. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans waiting on your calls on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's 01419511025. I'm disappointed to say I can't see their wee faces because I am isolating at home. Uh, and the joys of it, Hugh Keevans, Mrs. Duncan is scared to come into the room where I'm, I'm broadcasting from. And as a result, uh, she's sitting squinting at the TV because her glasses are in this room and she <laughs> doesn't want to come in and get them. So she can't see the TV. She's just sitting looking at shadows, uh, waiting for the show to finish so she can well, eventually come in and get her glasses. Honestly, see, what, a, what a drama. The difference, when I was in the man cave, my daughters kept phoning their mother and that's all you ever heard, my phone going off. Your phone bill is quite something. I know that Mrs. Keevens keeps you on your toes in that mm. department. Anyway, let's go back to our phone lines in just a moment. First of all, we're going to hear more from the managers. Stephen Gerrard says they won't be getting carried away with the result on Saturday. He says it's too early to talk about sending out messages. He's just challenging his players to maintain high standards for the full season. Listen, we move on to the next game. Uh, we need to be humble. We need to be respectful. We know what we're chasing. Celtic, we're the team to catch. We know that. Uh, there's no way we're going to get carried away. Um, the big test and the big challenge for us is can we maintain it for a full season um, I'm happy with the start we've made I'm happy with where we are you know you can see the bench today was starting to look strong behind me as well uh, Kamar is very close so we're in a good place but things change and you get tested and challenged throughout the season the challenge for us as a group is can we maintain it for the full season no listen there's no message to, to Celtic I think it's, it's for us we've come here again we've performed well uh, we've done the job that the players were asked to do but you know it's not about sending a message now it's still very early a lot of football to be played I said to the players there look you can be happy today you put in a really good performance enjoy your night and we go back to work on Monday so we need to remain calm and professional we need to remain calm and professional says Stephen Gerrard well Neil Lennon says he's sure his side can bounce back but admits that they cannot live on past glories he says Mohamed El Yunusi should have scored his early chance and thinks the game was quite flat without fans yeah absolutely they've done it before but they can't live on the past either you know, this is the present now we've got a title race on our hands and um, we have to roll our sleeves up and I'd do better you know because I thought we, were, we lacked a little bit of experience today and we were a little bit naive in certain aspects of the game today well, yeah, Moyes had a great chance, hasn't he? You know, it's a, you know, he's got more time than what you thought. He should have scored, um, and that would have made it one each. And I think I thought we were all right first half. And then when you give away a poor goal, well, second goal, like you can you can examine it all you want. It's we should have done better. And then you've got a you're chasing the game after that at two 0 and Rangers are comfortable sitting in there. But we didn't, you know, really look like scoring the second half. You know, and um, we didn't get in behind them enough, and we lacked. The, a bit of spark and a bit of penetration today. A bit of belief as well. I don't know about your take on it, but for me it felt a lot flatter than it would normally. And I think that's just totally understandable. And It takes away a massive ingredient from the game. But I don't think that was the reason why we lost the game. The reason we lost the game was, I think, Rangers defended their box better than we did at times. Uh, Alex Ray, what did you make of that Alienusi chance? Now, I've not seen yep. anyone who thinks that Celtic deserved anything from the game I have no idea whether it, it would have changed the game but when you are up against it and when you don't have control of a match you, you can't afford to yeah. pass up chances as good as that one yeah it was a, a great opportunity at the right time as well Gordon he just lacked composure and he got it all wrong and uh, 
I think the key thing that Neil Lennon said there that they lack belief, uh, you know, and I think that would be a worrying thing for Celtic fans. Listen to that because if you're at home and you're playing against your biggest rivals and your team's lacking belief, lacking punch, lacking, uh, lacking uh, spark, then you have to question why they were doing that because as it's, it's been mentioned, there's some right good players on show uh, and they know the importance of that. So they'll, they'll be looking to bounce back right away, Gordon. But the big game's coming up, uh, Milan. I'll be really buoyed by the, the, the idea of going there because of Ibrahimovic's form coming back after COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have that, then you have to contend with it. And I think it's coming thick and fast. So they have to find a formula Celtic that's going to get them on a run. Right, Stephen is next up on the line. Stephen's calling in from Airdrie tonight. How would you sum up how you're feeling at the moment, Stephen? Well, I've just listened to Neil Lennon there saying they lack belief. Surely that's up to the manager to install belief. But the problem is, who made a comment a couple of years ago about remember she used the comment Brendan Rodgers well Brendan Rodgers was the manager and all that and but two two years ago we were five years ahead of Rangers I think everybody would doubt, would, would doubt that we're now three years behind them to a manager who in my opinion shouldn't be at the door an assistant manager who's clueless he's never done anything the defence is a shambles you've got a goalkeeper who it's just unbelievable just how bad he is and he paid five million pounds for him. There's a man sitting down who left Bournemouth last year, put a lot of out today and say, get him and bring him up here because I tell you what, we're never winning that league this year and it's not an immediate reaction for anybody says that. Look at the signings, look at the players he's playing, look at the players he's not playing because it's just all wrong at Parkhead. Well, let's... You know, right, he, might have won, he might have won trophies, you know, since Ben Rogers left. When was the last time you actually sat and watched your team went, That's what a game. But apart from the Hibs game, probably in the last twenty games we've got over the line just and it's shocking and it's time for me to go. Right, okay, let's pick our way through that. First of all, Neil Lennon. Uh Neil Lennon since succeeding Brent Rogers has won every domestic trophy that uh, Celtic have played for. Um, to describe John Kennedy as clueless I think is deeply insulting to him uh, you can also forget about Artur Boric I, I assume it's Artur Boric you're talking about um, you know he's gone back to his native Poland um, and he won't be coming back to Celtic Celtic have been poor this season but I think it's taken you and the other Celtic supporters until a defeat from Rangers to own up to that fact They won eight games in a row But never properly Looked convincing uh, And all Celtic supporters Kept saying we're getting the job done Getting the job done And I did say in this programme One day that won't be enough When you come up against quality opposition And it wasn't enough against Rangers on Saturday But let's try and be To, to be fair to you to be fair, I'm, I'm sure you would acknowledge that you don't speak On behalf of all Celtic fans And while some may have done that Plenty of Celtic fans have been pointing out The deficiencies this season But I do think a Rangers game brings it all to a head Gordon Well of uh, course it highlights it more But I don't think everyone was under the illusion That everything was, was all hunky dory Because they'd been, been getting victories But Stephen is Indicative of those who When Celtic lose to Rangers The scattergun comes out And people are called clueless It's disrespectful Uh, The manager should go He says Well it's a bit early for that surely Um, Has Neil Lennon not deserved 
Some more time in the job Given that he's won every domestic trophy He has done everything that was asked of him When Brendan Rodgers left suddenly Surely you would agree with that one Stephen No I, I don't agree with it Because the team sure, I, can, I can take getting beat off Rangers I can, get, I can take getting beat off anybody I have never in my life Seen a Celtic performance like that one on Saturday For the manager to come out and say They ran out of ideas That's up to him to change it it's absolutely shocking. And the goalkeeper I'm talking about is the goalkeeper who looks scared stiff playing at Celtic Park now. And that's no in front of any fans. We paid five million pounds for him. Yeah, I said on you Saturday I, mean? I said on Saturday that he, he, he was certainly to my way of thinking to blame for Conor Goldson's first goal. Uh he I think has been um a gamble and the gamble right now is hanging in the balance because Celtic, I think, should have made greater efforts to get David Marshall back to Celtic uh, and spent their £5 million elsewhere. But for me, at the moment, I underline at the moment, he does not look worth the money. Right, Stephen, just before we let you go then, in terms of the, the damage or lack of that that defeat inflicted, out of 10, how confident are you Celtic bounce back to win the league from here? Zero. Unless Zero. we go and get Eddie Howe, Must be more than unless that. we go and get Eddie Howe and replace him, I don't care about AC Milan first night. I really could not care less. If you eat one 0 ten 0 don't care. Aberdeen and Saturday will come out and we were going for ten in a row. It's world history. If their players can't get up for that, whereas fans there are no on Saturday, we never had a single shot on target. Not a single shot on target. Unless we're brutally honest, we never look like having a shot on target. Stephen, you can't afford to get a big defeat against Milan and then go up to Petodre a couple of days later. You know, you need to try and get this going sooner rather than later because if he gets a bad start to the Europa League campaign, it just mounts more pressure. Surely you've got to go with your strongest team, trying, particularly at home as well. You've tried to get uh, up and running, make Parkhead a fortress. Alec, I, I don't care about Europa League. I, I, I yeah, but you have, you have, Stephen. You have to actually look at the bigger picture because a good one against Milan no. generates confidence. You, you might have a good performance that might actually kickstart something. You can't just say, "Well, we'll this, uh, you know, disregard Milan." Disregard. Yeah, disregard Milan. Maybe here's the bigger picture. You could beat half Milan, you could beat half Aberdeen, and he's at the door next Monday. Well, we're in danger of getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, Stephen, but you never know. It will be an interesting few weeks, whatever way you look at it. Thank you very much to Stephen and Airdrie. Emotions clearly uh, running high, and there's going to be plenty more where that came from after this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Right, yes, beat the pundit time. This is going to be very interesting because I am not in the studio. I'm at home, so let's hope we can come up with a system where these two don't cheat. I'll make sure someone is keeping an eye on them. But it is beat the pundit time. If you want to try and take advantage of the uncertainty in the studio, get the bragging rights and win a signed ball. Now is your chance. 01419511025. The lines close at 7 o'clock, so you'll have to be quick and beat the pundit is coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. For an unpredictable world, talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The guys are in the studio as always. I unfortunately am not. I'm in my bedroom, Hugh Evans, and the oh. worst of this is I can smell the dinner. 
I can smell Lovely. it. It's starting to make its way up the stairs. And it's, I'm struggling, I must admit. So if I disappear for 10 minutes or so, you just take the reins. So your dinner getting slipped under the door, is that it? I don't know. I think we're going to have to come sort. I hope come it's some sort of arrangement. It's got, it's got, a, it's got a sort of chicken smell, if you ask me. But how anyway, going, I'll, I'll worry about it. How do you get a chicken under a door? <laughs> I'll worry about that later on, because it's about to distract me from the important business of Beat the Pundit. Let's play Beat the Pundit. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is that time of the night. It's always good on a Monday night. We kick off the week, a clean slate, the chance for you to humiliate Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray and in the process win yourself a signed ball. So let's see who we've got on the lines tonight. I think we've got Fraser in Airdrie. How's it going, Fraser? Hi, guys. Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. How are you? Yeah, glad to hear it, Fraser. Now, I have to tell you, um, during the break, I could overhear some negotiating going on in the studio, and Hugh Keevans, who never puts his hand in his pocket, was actually trying to bribe the producer £30 to give him the correct answer. Well, Alec uh, Ray put to, to, 29 of those in, for to be fair. <laughs> right, OK, now it all makes sense. Uh, but don't worry, they're in they're in good hands. We've, reined, we've uh, pulled the gaffer in uh, to keep an eye on them tonight, so they should be fine, Fraser. I'm going to toss the coin. If it's heads, you will take on Hugh Keevans, and if it's tails... You will take on Alex Ray And the beauty of this is You're just going to have to trust me That I've got a coin here But I actually do So let's see what we've got uh, And it is tails It's going to be Alex Ray Up against you Fraser In Airdrie okay. Happy with that? That's fine yeah Let's go Right Good man Someone who is in charge of the buttons In the studio Can give Alex Ray some Clyde 2 Just to make sure he cannot Hear what we are saying uh, Great stuff Alright Going to put 30 seconds on the clock, Fraser, it's pretty simple. Answer as many questions right as you can. And if you don't know it, pass quickly and we will move on to the next one. Are you ready? Okay, on you go. Right, let's do it. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Who scored both Rangers goals on Saturday? Uh, Connor Goldson. What was the name of St Mirren's Stadium prior to moving to their current home? Um, Love Street. What year did Scott Brown make his Hibs debut? Oh, two thousand and three. How many goals were scored on Saturday's match between Hamilton and St Johnson? Eight. What Sheffield United players are doubt for Scotland's match against Serbia? John Fleck. Okay, let's bring back Alex Ray then, shall we? Yep. Can you hear me? Got us loud and clear. Ah, uh, yes. Good stuff. 30 seconds on the clock for you as well, Alex, and your time starts now. Who scored both Rangers goals Golson. on Saturday? What was the name of St Mirren Stadium prior to moving to their current home? Paisley 2021 20, Stadium. What year did Scott Brown make his Hibs debut? Uh, 2003. How many goals were scored on Saturday's match between Hamilton and St Eight. Johnson? Which Sheffield United player is a doubt for Scotland's Fleck. match against Serbia? Scotland under-21 defender George Johnston plays for which Dutch side? Willem Twait. Which club were relegated from the Premiership at the end of the 2015-16 season? Scottish Premiership. Yeah. Motherwell. Quick. Oh, behave yourself. <laughs> That's the worst answer we've had on Beat the Pundit all year. Blimey neck. Honestly. Uh, right, this will be good fun because I think that the was... The two's were rotten. 
was pretty tight, was it? Let's find out. Okay, first question. Who scored both Rangers goals on Saturday? It was Connor Goldson, one all. What was the name of St Mirren's Stadium, Alex, prior to moving to their current home? Love Street. Love Street. Oh, dearie dear. So it's 2-1 uh, to Fraser. Uh, what year did Scott Brown make his Hibs debut? Interestingly, you both went for 2003. You were both very close. It was actually 2002. So it's still 2-1 uh, to Fraser mm. at the moment. How many goals were scored on Saturday's match between Hamilton and St. Johnson? It's eight. You both got it. Fraser stays one in front. Which Sheffield United player has uh, is a doubt for Scotland's game against Serbia? It's John Fleck. You both got it. Fraser stays one in front. But here's where it gets interesting, Alex, because Fraser ran out of time. So you need one of these two questions to pull level. Scotland under-21 defender George Johnson plays for Feyenoord, so you got that wrong. And you know fine well you got the next one wrong as well. Which club were relegated from the Scottish Premiership at the end of the 15-16 season? It was Dundee United. Yeah, well done, mate. Well done to you, Fraser. Only a three for Alex Ray. I think he was rattled by my absence from the studio. I think it unsettled him. You took advantage of it. That's it. A 4-3 win and the sign ball's on its way to Airdrie. Well done, Fraser. Thanks very much, guys. I enjoyed it. Cheers. Good man, that was it Alex eh? It's a bit like playing in front of no fans You just don't know what yeah, impact it's going to have Yeah, on the what kind of performance you're going to get I need to improve Yeah, unpredictable, I must admit um, Yeah, I love Street, that's your howler of the night You'll, you'll struggle to yeah, do it. It just worry. changed again, didn't it, the, the stadium Recently It's not the name, it's the actual stadium yes. we're talking yeah, about no, true enough, Come yeah. on, come on, standards when the I'm detail. not there Right, anyway, that was Fraser on Beat the Pundit Your chance to win yourself a sign ball We'll be back at the same time time tomorrow uh, Hugh Keevans hopefully we will get to explore some of the other issues from the Scottish Premiership a bit later on in the show but as you would expect after a day like Saturday um, it's kind of one way traffic uh, on the phone lines and on Twitter at the moment just to, to perhaps plant the seed what else jumped out at you from the domestic football how good was it to have the lower leagues back uh, yeah very good uh, some great goals scored there as well uh, the Dundee the Aberdeen game once upon a time that would have been a game that had uh, an influence on who won the league here, but uh, both clubs have been a lot of places since then, but it was a good game, and now Aberdeen, you know, that, that caller before the news who said, if Neil Lennon doesn't win at Aberdeen, he'll be out by Monday. That's the kind of feeling that's in the air, and if you're Derek McInnes, you've got Aberdeen playing Celtic in the league, the following weekend, Aberdeen plays Celtic at Hamden in the Scottish Cup, and Celtic's game in hand happens to be against Aberdeen. 0141-951-1025 in the phones. We are on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB, so you can get in touch there as well. Uh, let's go straight back to the phones, actually. Let's not hang about. Grant is a Rangers fan from the Netherlands. Grant, the message from Steven Gerrard is don't get carried away, but I assume that message is for his players. You can get as carried away as you like. How are you feeling after the weekend? Ha-ha, ha-ha, ha-ha. That's all I've got to say. Uh, this is, this has been a long time coming. Not the result, but the performance. Uh, the last two years, Celtic have bought poorly in the transfer market, where Rangers have been slowly adding quality and depth. And I thought that was the that was what the performance was on on Saturday. Uh, Rangers have depth coming at the rears, where Celtic have spent lots of money on. Uh, below average players and uh, you you know they could cry all they want about Ryan Christie not being able to play or Edward not being able to play they've spent money and they should have the depth that's needed uh, this is not just 
I'm happy with the result. But this performance type of performance has been coming for a long time, uh, especially this season with Celtic. I can name one game where I've seen Celtic play good this year. That was that was against uh, Hibernian. Uh, Saturday, I thought Rangers nailed it on the head. I thought Gerrard got his tactics spot on, and that was go to Parkhead, treat it like a European tie, sit back, let Celtic, let Celtic come on to us. And in terms of our midfield, our midfield bullied them. Kamara bullied them. And uh, yeah, I can't, there's no getting carried away. I know we've got a long way still to go, but Celtic are in trouble. Uh, Alex, and let, let me put the points, Grant. You, you, make some in, you make some interesting points, Grant, so just let, let me put them to the, the guys. Uh, Alex, was it all about the level of control? That seems to be the yeah. word which keeps jumping out at me. Is, is that is that what it was all about, control? Because um, as much as it was, it was convincing, Stephen Gerrard even said it himself, it's not as if Rangers battered Celtic in the sense that you know they could have scored five or six and they were creating yeah. loads of chances but you almost got the feeling it's because they didn't have to there was just a, a sort of a comfort and a control within the, the game is that fair? Yeah without doubt I think uh, that's a good word in terms of controlling the game Gordon he didn't look under any great threat throughout the, the course of it I think when he talks about being professional it's about doing the right things doing your job tracking people back all the fundamental basics and then he talks about a maturity Gordon and I think that was there in abundance I think people are kind of a wee bit undercooking that a little bit as well when you talk about you know the, the performance because they always looked as if everything they were doing there was a kind of structure there was a belief in what they were actually trying to achieve and they'd done it with ease and as, as we've had callers on tonight to not register a shot at Parkhead I think I, I spoke prior to the game as well about kind of conceding free kicks uh, conceding corners because of Celtic strength uh, early at uh, set plays they did that very well and it was just as I said assured I'm listening to Grant there and he's saying about you always try and keep it undercook under it as well but he was actually coming on here saying ha ha and understand his excitement but the same token there's a long way to go there's a lot of football to be played and they have to do it more against the smaller teams Gordon because that became unstuck over the course of the last couple of years and they have to get back to the bread and butter, particularly after the European Games. Grant, I don't like trying to, to speak on behalf of people. You see, you can stop me if I'm wrong, but I imagine there was a time where it certainly looked from the outside like the Rangers players and maybe the Rangers fans didn't even believe that, that they could win an individual game against Celtic. <coughs> now that's happened, and it's happened again, and it's happened again. The next step is, do you, do you believe you can win a, a title? Is that belief there? Do, do you think the players have it as well? I think... <laughs> Definitely, the belief was there last season as well. When you look at the squad, the the thing that killed us last season, obviously the the winter break and coming back that killed us last year. And obviously, having no depth, the depth wasn't as great as last year. Do you look at this year? We've managed to keep we've managed to keep Morelos, keep Barisic, keep Kamara, keep our key players. Uh, and, to, and on top of that, we've added depth, but not just any sort of depth. You know, we've in it and actually got recruited really, really well. Uh, obviously. Itton still has to get up to 100%. Uh, we've just got the, uh, I can't say his name properly. I don't want to say it wrong. The, No, the other one, and the the boy from France. Zunga. Uh, yeah. Zunga. yeah, we've still got him to have, you know, we've still got him to come into the into the fray as well. Uh, I think if Gerard and the coaching staff and the boy and the, the team can keep this level of consistency, and I'm talking about clean sheets, defending well from the back, and getting our the players that are still to come back into the team, get them fit and get them playing. I think this is this can be the year. 
but Gerrard's been building for this point for this season. He's now he's, you know, obviously his first season. He's been building this team for three years, nearly well, just over two years. And that was my my point up to what Alex said earlier about me saying ha 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 ha. I'm not saying ha ha about the result because I'm sorry, but the, you know Rangers have bossed the last three or four games, and that you know I'm not, this what happened on Saturday is no surprise to me. But the performance and the performance from certain players in that Celtic team. This has been coming for a long time. Uh, I've got friends and family who are Celtic supporters, and all they've laughed at me for the last couple of years is, oh my God, you brought back Alan McGregor on a free transfer. How poor are you? I'm sorry, I'd rather have a free transfer on Alan McGregor than pay £5 million for a goalkeeper who doesn't even look, I'm sorry, that special. Uh, and that's the point I was getting at. Celtic are throwing money at, the, throwing money at that squad for the last two years, where I, if you, I couldn't, you know, from looking at Saturday, even this season, I can't tell you who their star player is or who the you know that that key player is for Celtic. Grant, I think you made uh, a, a couple of valid points there in terms of uh, strength and depth. I think that's one of the key aspects. You look at the bench uh, at the weekend; it was five million pounds spent on Hadji and Itton. But when you look throughout that, there's about six or seven full internationals. And then also one of the other points that you made is is the clean sheets. I think it's three. In the league queue Over 11 games It's really impressive I think we were listening To Neil Lennon earlier And he spoke about Celtic Being unable to Rely on past glories It's not past glories Now It's present dilemmas That's the concern For Celtic The goalkeeper Isn't good enough On The evidence Of what we've seen so far He's under severe scrutiny now um, Shane Duffy Doesn't look happy In, in a, a back three Having been used to A rigid back four At Brighton uh, Klamala up front Again for me I don't care what the shape of the team is I don't think he's good enough for Celtic In Sham Has hit the low point of his career at Celtic El Yanusi for me Looked intimidated by the Rangers game A Yeti when he came on Another £5 million worth Looked off the pace So as I say Past glories are one thing There are plenty of present dilemmas Grant mentions the goalkeeper Hugh picks up on the point Alex should he have saved that at the weekend? I'm always conscious that things look a bit different in slow motion replays yeah. and, and it, perhaps it, it, it skews your view. Having said that, the ball was particularly close to his body. Should he have saved it in your mind? Yeah, I said at the time, I actually says in, in normal time before we actually got an opportunity, I thought it was very close. I think he should be getting his hands out quicker and I think he should be deflecting it around that post score and at least getting it back in to play uh, I, I thought I thought he was poor and he, he hasn't inspired I think that's one of the, the key things you go back to the European encounter as well with Ferenc Varos he didn't really look uh, to be commanding and I think when you've had someone like Fraser Foster Gordon and then you go to this guy that doesn't seem to have the same sort of presence which is going to be difficult because he's got big shoes to fill but he really needs to get up to speed because scrutiny is now coming upon him that said though what about the part where it gets to Connor Goldson's forehead eight yards out or, or whatever Absolutely. it was? Because, of course, goal- goalkeepers are there to make saves. But what on earth happened defensively f- for Celtic? Yeah, I, I always say is if you can try and stop it at source, Gordon. To get a free header that close to goal obviously puts Barkas under pressure. The, the defensive line was all wrong. Uh, Duffy's tried to drop too early. They don't drop in sync and he plays, uh, he plays them onside. So... I think there's a couple of elements uh, leading up to that as well. So obviously the line's wrong. They're not dropped uh, as a as a, a coherent line, and then you obviously have the Barcast not doing what he's there to do as well. So it was a combination, really. All right, Grant. Good to hear from you. You take care. That was Grant in the Netherlands. Paul is a Celtic fan. He thinks the performance was abysmal. 
and we're going to hear from Paul next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. More than a million paid in compensation every week. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. They would love for you to join them though, so don't hang around. 0141 951 1025. We're still here until 8 o'clock. Plenty of time to get your thoughts in on the Celtic Rangers game from the weekend or anything else that might be on your mind. Now listen, just because I'm at home doesn't mean you two are getting off on the full-time teaser. I have been trawling through the folder to find you a suitable question for tonight. The only thing is... There is a scope for you to cheat. Hugh Keevans, your Nokia could not let you do this even if you wanted to, so you're fine. But someone's going to have to keep an eye on Alex Ray. If he starts squinting at his phone again, he's either cheating or he's on one of those dodgy websites. So keep an eye on him, whoever whoever is in in the studio. Your question tonight is this. It's been sent in by Mikey, so thanks a lot um, to Mikey, full-time at Clyde1.com. I know loads of you have got great knowledge, great trivia out there, so if you want to hear your question used, it's full-time at Clyde1.com. Mikey's could barely be more topical. Mikey says, before Connor Goldson, who were the last 10 Rangers defenders to score in an old firm game? Pretty simple. Before Connor Goldson, who were the last 10 Rangers defenders to score Cattage. in an old firm game? Oh, right out the blocks, the old fella tonight. I like that. Clint That's Hill. the quickest I've seen you move. Nicola Katic and Clint Hill. Yes, two out of two so far. Hold on, I get my Google up. Tavernier. <laughs> Glad you said Google. Um, Tavernier, yes. He scored in a 2 0 win for Rangers at Ibrox in the league during 18 19. We'll leave it there because you're making easy work of this so far before Connor Goldson who were the last 10 Rangers defenders to score in an old firm game thank you to Mikey for the question you've already got Katic Tavernier and Hill so we'll leave it there three down and seven to go okay okay lovely good stuff straight back to the phones let's speak to Paul who is a disgruntled Celtic fan what word would you use to sum up the performance at the weekend Paul weak shambolic I can keep going uh, I thought I'd better phone in Gordon because I'm, I'm the first to phone to sing their praises and a couple of weeks ago I phoned up because I thought Hugh was going to leave it over the top he's, uh, he was going down in Celtic but uh, the, the weekend the game there I was taken aback uh, from seeing the team from seeing the way the team set up I mean I'm no Jock Steen but I just couldn't see a shit to the team. I couldn't see how it was going to work from the off. Uh, I'm I'm a big new learning man, but it doesn't look right. Visually, it doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. Uh, and I hope it gets sorted soon for him and for the team. But total gutless. That's the the, the main thing that, that disappointed me. I mean, it's the, it was the the one piece old firm game I think I've ever seen. Uh, as if there was tackles flying in it was just flat Celtic were absolutely flat Paul, Paul, up. Paul you see when you Sorry. say the shape uh, wasn't right this is a shape that they've they've used and deployed for the last several weeks and they've, they've comfortably well, they've got over the line and it's a, a, a familiar to them I said at the weekend they should go to a back four and the one thing that kind of struck me as well see Klamala playing as an out and out number nine I don't see him as that link man I don't think that's his attributes I think he's down the sides but unless you can get that focal point, so it may well have been a case of maybe putting in uh, Ayeti and just seeing what you can get out of him because I don't think the shape suited Klamala one little bit. 
No, I don't. I don't think you're right. I don't think Kamala is that kind of that kind of guy. I don't think he's that kind of player. I think he, he's, he's destined. He's going on off the bench and maybe stretching it a bit. But yeah. something yeah. else I don't understand with with Neil Lennon with the strikers. Now, even if they're not fit, I don't understand why he can't stand. He can't start with an Ayeti, or he couldn't start with Ali Griffiths. Well, I think when a Yeti, yeah, when the Yeti came on, I was quite taken aback by just how far off the pace he was. And Griffiths has had hardly any football in months and months. He came on, had that cameo at uh, Perth, scored a goal, and uh, he and Kamala bailed Celtic out. However, Paul, you have conceded that a couple of weeks ago you felt I was being hard on Celtic. Uh, I think I could see something coming that you weren't allowing yourself to see coming. And the biggest problem of all for me, nothing to do with shape, tactics. The biggest problem of all is that this season was always going to be about big hearts and strong minds. If Celtic were going to get 10 in a row and if Rangers were going to prevent 10 in a row, it had to be about big hearts and strong minds. Why can't it be about both, Hugh? Because football clubs the size of Celtic or Rangers or any other big clubs are massive machines. They spend a lot of money bringing in managerial staff, coaching staff, analysts, video sessions lasting hours, hours and hours put on on the training ground. For you to say it's got nothing to do with shape and tactics, I'm not sure how you can dismiss that so easily. What what happened? Why can't it be about both? So it's all about heart. It's all about desire. So as long as you can get 11 guys that want to run about daft for a bit, then you'll be fine. Not run about daft. You have to have the ability. Of course you do. But, you just said it's nothing to do with tactics the, I think a lot of Celtic fans who watch the game would disagree Within the context of that game on Saturday You will find the majority of Celtic fans Will accuse Celtic of lacking heart and strong minds um, the, the ability failed them as well Because a player of El Yanoussi's alleged calibre Given the chance that he had uh, to change the complexity of the match I think that showed that he was intimidated by the fixture the only legitimate leader of men that they have is Scott Brown and the game passed him by. Uh, Shane Duffy was brought to solidify the defence and in that particular game, taking that game in isolation, the most important league game of the season so far, he didn't do it. So not only were Celtic uh, outfought in terms of the tactical battle, uh, they were outfought in terms of the, the psychological battle as well. It was a a poor display in terms of ability and shape tactics, call it what you will, but most of all, it was a failure of the heart. Uh, Alex, I just wonder your take on that having having played, because obviously, of course, there are times where you just roll up your sleeves and you get stuck right in, but if you if you flip it to the other side, then that's not what characterised Rangers. That's not why Rangers won the game. They didn't win the game because... They showed more heart than Celtic. They won it because they controlled the game. In a footballing sense, they completely controlled it, did they not? They they sucked Celtic's wing-backs high up the pitch, which allowed uh, Ken space and Ellis yeah. and Barker and whoever, you know, space in behind. I, I, I sometimes feel like in this part of the world, as important as it can be, we get a little bit caught up in this notion of grit and determination is all it takes to win you a game of football. No, I think I think tactically, Gordon, I think Rangers looked a lot more assured. I think Celtic get dragged all over the place, particularly early doors. Uh, Laxalt didn't know whether to press uh, Tavernier or drop off, which allowed Rangers to get possession in behind. 
And I just felt as if Rangers were in total control, even when they were dropping Gordon. You know, you talk about tactics. They dropped to the halfway line. They then engaged, and by that point, Duffy, I, I, I can't remember the last time I watched a Celtic team misplace so many passes with not really any great pressure on them. And I think that's partly down to the way Rangers set up when they would they put the press on. Because it was so condensed for them, they were put, put, putting balls into touch. So I think they all factor into that. And I just think with this Rangers squad, and I reflect back to a couple of years ago, Celtic were absolutely battering Rangers teams all over the place. They don't have that same feel about them. There's a belief about this group as players. This is two years into the making. And when you look at some of the deputants, I think it was five at the weekend, this is people still getting their first taste of it. Whereas Rangers know exactly what they're doing. And also... The personnel coming off the bench just is like for like they go straight in and they play to a particular shape whereas I felt as if Celtic were all over the place with their shape. Well, funny you say that because Tommy and Paisley's actually sent a tweet which says, Gordon, it's worth noting Rangers starting lineup was all of last season's players yep. and it has been for most of the season. Now, to be fair, Edward probably would have played, Christie would have played, Forrest maybe would have played. So Celtic's continuity could have been helped, Alex, yep. if, if circumstances were different. But but is is there something in that? Is there a is is this a Rangers team that's sort of grown together and, and really understands their jobs at the moment? Are, are we now seeing the, the culmination yep. of maybe the last couple of seasons where it's not been perfect and there have been plenty of disappointments, but but it's got them to where they are now Gordon I actually look at this group of players And they've obviously had a few setbacks Their mentality's been questioned in the last couple of years I actually see them at the strongest point That they've been uh, throughout this And, that, and that obviously Saturday uh, kind of reinforces that However, when you look at their European performances You look what they're doing domestically They're starting to win the games in which they were struggling And there has been one or two hiccups with Hibs, Livy but over the piece, that's 14 games. They've not lost a game. So it's a, it's a group of players who believe in what they're doing. And I think one of the biggest factors for me is is the strength and depth. Because you can now rely on a couple of strikers, whereas last year, and, and you're actually seeing that in some ways with Celtic because they didn't have Edward and Christie. And it so happens you end up playing your fourth choice. And he, he wasn't at the races at the weekend, Kamala. Kamala. So when you factor that in, I think Rangers are a better place to kick on because they have learnt from their previous mistakes. Uh, Paul, just before we let you go, one of your previous Celtic fans said he had zero confidence that Celtic could turn this around and win the league. I've got a feeling you're a bit more optimistic than him. How would you assess the chances of doing so? Yeah, sorry, could I just Al, is it not is it not three years in the making of this Rangers team? Well, we're only what are we eleven games into. Uh, this season So I'm not really Kind of putting any Kind of credence Into this Kind of campaign Because it's so early But it's just over Two years uh, Tommy Right Paul uh, Gordon no I'm not ready To chuck it out No I'm not It's the first Celtic Rangers game Of the season uh, It'll be interesting To see How they come back From it That's where It'll, it'll, it'll all go on But No I'm never ready To chuck it out one. No chance. Fair enough, that was Paul. Thank you very much, Paul. Paul in Kirkintillic tonight, 01419511025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. What else have we got on there? A name that came up a minute or two ago was Diego Laxalt. Hugh Adams says that was Neil Lennon's first mistake. Hugh was playing Laxalt because he didn't know how to play against Tavernier and Rangers exploited that. Is that fair? Um, well, I said to you, Gordon, at the time, I thought it was a bit of a slap in the face to Greg Taylor. Um, many Celtic fans when Diego Laxalt came in thought great Serie A player Uruguay international um, 
World Cup experience uh, He certainly did not let himself down He was among the better Celtic players uh, Against Rangers um, But personal view I think it was just too quick To shove him into a game of that magnitude Not that he, I, I repeat He did not let himself down But I think Taylor should have played I thought he was one of the, the better players for Celtic I thought he at least tried to Take the take the game forward. He tried to get balls into the box, Gordon. But see when he's charging forward, and again it goes back to communication because his his English is not particularly great. I think at some point you should maybe get one of your senior players on the pitch to just say, just sit back. We can then adjust where the midfield to go over and uh, engage with Tavernier because by actually vacating that area, Rangers get so much joy, particularly in the early exchanges down that right hand side. Okay, thank you very much. Show one four one nine five one one zero two five. On the phones, let me take a quick visit to tonight's teaser. Uh, we're looking for before Connor Goldson. Who were the last ten Rangers defenders to score in an old firm game? Mikey wants to know. You're doing pretty well. You've got Katic, Tavernier, and Hill. Echiog. Oh, brilliant! Well done. You oh, remember thanks. that <laughs> one back in the oh six oh seven season. You were hopeless at beat the pundit, but you're redeeming yourself slowly but surely. Hugh, any more from you? David Weir. Yeah, you two are definitely cheating in there. You, you're, you're taking advantage of the I, fact that I'm at home because you've you, not got one wrong yet. You can have the word of an old codger. There has been no jiggery pokery here. Good stuff, right? We'll leave it there. We'll check in on that one uh, as the show goes on. We have, yeah, you've got about 20 minutes left, so I have full confidence in you, and I don't say that very often. <laughs> um, th- th- there's something a bit cruel about this next caller because the last time we had to do the show from my house, it's because I was meant to be going to Dubai and I ended up in hospital getting my appendix out. Now, Darren's phoned in from Dubai tonight. I hope he's oh, not uh, trying to rub salt in the wounds. I'm sure he's just on about the game. Darren, what did you make of it? <laughs> uh, well, personally, honestly, you know, as a diehard Rangers fan, you know, you, you couldn't have had a better match, really. You know what I mean? Um, first 20 minutes, Rangers completely dominated the, the match. And in my viewpoints, some sloppy passes, but all in all was, was some good play. Obviously, you know, Brian delivery from Tavernier into the, the box for a crack and goal from Cor Goldson. You know, it's a shame that Celtic has spent so much money flying there. The keeper back in from uh, from obviously international duties, and you know he's let that slip, which you know is a shame for them, but not for ourselves, obviously. But no, like you know the likes of Scotty Arfield, Glenn Kamara, you know the past couple of games they've completely come out of their shell and and, and shown what kind of players you know that need to be at Rangers, you know the the kind of quality that Stephen Gerrard actually wants, and you know for us to succeed to get fifty five titles, you know. Well, there's nothing that Alex, can be you said. Alex, to pick up on that. Yes, sorry, on you go. No, that, that, there's nothing. I mean, you know, Darren's made a statement there that uh, no one can contradict. You know, all the Rangers players came to the fore. Uh, most of the Celtic players slipped into the shadows. I think it's important how they react going forward to you because obviously Rangers will be buoyed over the, the, the win. Celtic have got a couple of uh, tough games. The European, I keep emphasising on the show over the course of the time I've been here, the importance of coming back and getting results. You have to go to some tough venues. So over the course of the next couple of week couple of weeks, because it's every other Thursday here that you're in amongst it. Oh. Alex, what about some of the guys that Darren picked out there? Because Stephen Gerrard had decisions to make at yep. the weekend. He left Ryan Jack out. And I'm not sure if we had suggested a few weeks ago that a fit Ryan Jack would be left out of this game. I'm not sure many people would have Believed that So what about guys Like Scott Arfield Who've come in And contributed recently And then 
Glenn Kamara yeah. who cost 50 grand and seems to be delighting Rangers fans at the moment Yeah I think when you take into consideration Gordon he cost £50,000 when you're talking about millions of pounds for both squads I think he's been an absolute snip he is he's a right good footballer I like watching the boy he's uh, technically very good takes it in tight areas has a good awareness uh, and then Scotty Arfield and it, I think this is a a message to everyone he came on against Dundee United six or seven games ago eight games ago uh, for 30 minutes scored and looked really hungry Gordon from that point till the game at the weekend he has really excelled and what that shows me is when you go in there you've got that jersey you have to thrive and he has taken the burden off of Morelos with Kent Tavernier pitching in as well that's goals and got four goals as well so now the goals are being spread about for Rangers uh, more frequently and uh, it bodes well for uh, Stephen Gerrard because he knows he's not relying on one guy like he has done over the last couple of years. Yeah, that must please you, Darren, because in a, in a strange way, if you had ex- if if you had anticipated a a comfortable day for Rangers, you might have imagined a big performance from Ryan Kent and a big performance from Alfredo Morelos. Maybe he would even break his duck and, and score against Celtic. But those guys didn't even really need to be flying because elsewhere on the pitch. Rangers controlled it. it It must give you good confidence That they can find different ways To win matches I'll tell you what It's a yes and a no answer from me um, Well look The whole season You know Every single Rangers player Has contributed In a particular way You've seen Alfredo Morelos He hasn't been scoring As many goals As he has been You know From previous seasons You have seen Ryan Kim Step it up into You know Into more of an attacking force that he's used to doing, cutting the ball inside and obviously, you know, giving yourself a bit more, you know, a bit more threat on attack. But then, for example, there's Scotty Arfield already this season. Three assists and, you know, numerous goals. And, you know, w- would you have said this la- this time last season, would he be, you know, one of Rangers' best players, uh, at, you know, the other day? Probably not. But right now, you would definitely, con- you know, maybe pick them over Ryan Jack. Um and, you know, other selective Rangers players as well. And, you know, even just looking at the likes of the Rangers bench, you know, you've got Hanji, Ryan Jack didn't come on to the second half. You know, Aribo's only coming back into fitness. Realistically, does the Rangers squad even need the likes of Aribo in it right now? You know, I would say no, because, you know, the strength and, and the way they were able to dominate and control Celtic on Saturday was, was, was out and out impressive. Okay, Darren, thank you very much. Calling in all the way from Dubai. Hope you're well. That was Darren on the line. Still time for you to get a call in. Very quickly, let me revisit the teaser. You've already got Katic, Tavernier, Hill, Weir and Egeog. Uh, Fernando. Yes, Fernando Rickson. Well done. One more from you, Hugh. Stephen Whittaker. Oh, hold on a second. I am... (laughs) Extremely suspicious of how successful you two are being Never in my doubt. absence. So I'm gonna I'm gonna launch a stewards inquiry and we'll get the rest of the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. If we've learned one thing this year, it's to listen to the experts. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are in the studio. I am unfortunately working from home. Uh, it's mad what this show does to you, Hugh. See, when you stand in that studio often enough and you press the same buttons, it becomes second nature. When I tried to go to the ad break a moment or two ago, I leaned forward to press an imaginary <laughs> button, which is which is unsurprisingly not here in my bedroom. Uh, but such is the, the habit of the way you usually do these things. So I'm slowly but surely losing the plot. Luckily, we've only got 10 minutes to go. 
I trust you're keeping an eye on things over there. Well, I've just had a text from a friend of mine to ask about your dinner. And if it is chicken and you do squeeze it under the door, is that not foul, he said? Oh, dear me. People are already on speculating about the fact that I can smell the chicken. That must mean it's good news and all the rest of it. So (laughs) no no secrets are uh, safe with you lot around. Anyway, let's go back to the football. In fact, we'll check in on the teaser quickly. You're actually smashing this question. I'm extremely suspicious because I'm not there to keep an eye on you. Before Conor Goldson, who are the last 10... Rangers defenders to score in an old firm game. You've got loads. You've got Katic, Tavernier, Hill, Whitaker, Weir, Egeog, and Rickson. You've got three to get. I'll take one guess each. I'm going to go for Richard Goff. Oh, look at them deliberately throwing a wrong answer in so that I don't suspect that they're cheating. Very good. Uh, well, listen, no, you keep, you keep in fairness, you know that cheats never prosper, Gordon. <laughs> okay, Hugh Keevens, you got any, anything else for us? Amoruso Oh he's in in the act as well Throwing a wrong answer in oh. Well done Very convincing right, What about okay, Craig, Craig Moore? To get. Ah see The mask has slipped Craig Moore is one of them Well done Right two to get So we will leave it there How are we for time? Still plenty of time uh, Right let's speak to I say plenty of time Let's hope that my clock Is the same as the, the Clyde One Super Scoreboard clock Otherwise this show could end In a very interesting manner Michael is in Townhead How's it going Michael? Hi guys Well Hiya. Yep, all good, Michael. All good. What's what's your take then, Michael? I know you've had a couple of days maybe to have a think about the result. What what do you make of it? Uh well, I mean, from a Celtic point of view, it was you know extremely disappointing, woeful, pathetic. You know, every every negative connotation in one game for Celtic. No fight, no heart. Didn't really create anything. I think. Uh, Neil Lennon, when I saw the lineup, I think he was going for the kind of defensive approach for. Celtic could kind of absorb everything Rangers threw at them and maybe get a lucky break and eight minutes in when Conor Goldson scored that was that plan out the window but I'd just like to say to my, my fellow Celtic supporters I think right now it's too premature to be calling for the manager's head yeah it was disappointing yeah he made his subs at the wrong time but I mean this season is huge for Celtic and there's a lot of pressure on Neil Lennon already I think calling for the manager's head at this stage of the season is just adding unnecessary pressure so you can't tell people what they think, Michael. You know, uh, people react differently. You you've had the forty hours to drink it all in, and uh, you know you're trying to take it philosophically and acknowledge that there's a long road to go yet. But I'm amazed at the number of Celtic fans who've called since Saturday to say no hope left. With 28 games left to play, no hope left. But yeah, as I say, you can't tell people how to think. I know, I know, and I completely agree with you here, but I'm with you, but I mean, mm. it'll be interesting to see how we react to this. I mean, I know we've got the European game coming up, but to be perfectly honest, with the Europa League, I mean, I'm not too bothered about, you know, if we go through or if we don't go through. But I think the point is this, Michael. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is on the way, fresh from the Milan derby, where he has won the, the Milan derby for AC Milan, and their manager saying that he wants his team to play with the same intensity against Celtic that they brought to the Milan derby it puts Celtic under enormous pressure on Thursday night and the point that Alec was making earlier on out of Thursday night comes the mindset for Sunday afternoon Celtic can't afford to take a sore one against AC Milan before they play Aberdeen I know that Celtic were a great record against Aberdeen but 
If Derek McInnes ever wanted to play Celtic at the right time He would regard that as being at Pataudry After Celtic had been sorted out by AC Milan The European tie That's why Thursday's important, Michael Yeah, I know that But I mean, let's be honest I mean, AC Milan, the way they're playing now You know, flying high in the Italian league Celtic don't really have, you know, much hope Maybe get a draw, but not much hope But uh, I'd rather... What I'd say is to my fellow fans that, I mean, this season really, let's be honest, it's about the Holy Grail, it's about the 10 in a row. And I think if by Christmas the gap is winding, then I think the managerial debate is up for discussion. But right now, I just think it is too premature. I, I agree yeah, with I mean, you. There's, there's, Hugh, sorry, I was just going to say that there is plenty of time, I think, to, to look at AC Milan later in the week. I, I'm sure we will do that. Um, Obviously, you know, I'm in a, a, an ever so slight delay here, Hugh. You might have been about to answer this question. I, is it too premature? For, is it far too premature to be having that type of criticism aimed specifically at the manager? Uh, yes, I believe so. But in the fickle world in which we live, Gordon, if there's a bad result at Aberdeen on Sunday, uh, you and I and whoever else is in the studio will be fielding calls calling for Neil Lennon to go. It, it's just a an irreversible trend where football is concerned, people will get progressively more agitated. If Celtic were to lose on Sunday and Rangers were to win, the gap would be seven points and we couldn't hold back the fans who would want to say it's time for the manager to go. All right, let me put it back then uh, to Michael on the phone. Uh, Michael, where is your... Uh, patience, if that's what you want to call it, uh, maybe maybe that's the wrong word. Y- your belief that things can turn round. What are you basing that on mostly? Well, I mean, as I say, this season is huge for Celtic, you know, and no one understands that more than Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon has been at Celtic the best part of twenty-one years. He knows what it means to the fans. What he has to do, I think, a few players have to settle. I think the goalkeeper has to settle. Uh, a few players have got to settle. And I think if we go on a consistent run, confidence will build. My patience would run out if, like Christmas, Celtic are potentially looking at maybe a 10-point gap. That's when my patience would run out. But until that time, I think it is premature. All right, I think we'll have to leave it there, Michael. Thank you very much uh, for getting in touch with the guys tonight. 01419511025. If you've still got a lot to get off your chest, write that number down and we will be back at 6 o'clock tomorrow. Very quickly then on the teaser, you've got two more to get. Rangers defenders that have scored. Fester has got them both. Lee Williams has got one. What have you two got? Vignal. Superb. One more. David Uh, Robertson. Nope. Danny Wilson? No. Papach? No. 2002-03, he is... Oh, in fact, I think you've got them all, actually, have you? You got Craig Moore, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think you've got them all, then. Brilliant. Are you missing one more? Oh, no, no, one more. Former <laughs> captain. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, quick. Initials? Lee Wallace. Lee Wallace. <laughs> need to leave it there. Thank you, Hugh and Alex. We're back tomorrow at 6. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL will be in the studio.
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. For an unpredictable world, talk to Thompson's.com.